Hi friends, welcome along. This is the Influence Podcast. If you're looking to inspire more people, have a positive impact on a global scale, build an influential and magnetic brand, and build a profitable business with your unique gifts and talents, then the Influence Podcast is for you. I'm your host, Jake Adam-Davey, former high school French and Spanish teacher, turned international speaker, online business coach, and Instagram growth and monetization enthusiast. You can find tools, resources, and so much more on the website, jakeadamdavey.com. And you can also say hello on Instagram, at jakeadamdavey. Please also, if you're enjoying the podcast, do feel free to leave a review. The more stars, the better, of course. But equally, if you're not enjoying it, you are still invited to leave a review. The one thing I would also ask is, of course, sharing is caring. So if you've listened to something or heard something in the podcast that you think you've enjoyed or would be useful and beneficial to other people, then please do hit that share button and pass it on to somebody that you know. I'd be so very, very grateful and so thankful if you did. Now let's dive in with today's episode on the Influence Podcast. Okay, hello, welcome along. This is episode number 114, 114 episodes of the Influence Podcast. Who knew? Uh, and this is exciting. I am very excited about this podcast. The first thing I'd say is that we've tried to do this on a couple of occasions and it hasn't quite happened for various reasons. Um, so I'm very, very excited about this episode today. Uh, I'm very excited to introduce Maria Tan. Now, Maria is known as the business coach for Misfits. Um, she empowers non-conformists across the globe to embrace the magic of running their own business and create success tailored to their lifestyles. Before coaching online, she was a cross-cultural business and communications consultant who worked with executives from all over the world and coached over a thousand individuals and businesses. She's seen in Forbes, Entrepreneur, Huffington Post, Elephant Journal, Pick the Brain and Addicted to Success and was the only Asian woman featured in The Money Code and How to Crack It, a book that debuted at number 14 on Amazon US. Her thousand plus clients range from side hustlers to new entrepreneurs to seasoned entrepreneurs looking to scale sustainably. And Maria is currently working on getting her free ebook, Your Business Magic Checklist, to as many people as possible. She strongly believes that business should, um, should feel less rocket science and more magic. So whether you're just starting to consider becoming your own boss or looking to scale an established business, grab your copy and this will help you focus and refocus on the crucial elements to set up your core and successful business. I'm going to share a copy of the Business Magic Checklist at the end of the show and it is in the show notes, but don't go there yet. Join me and Maria. Welcome, Maria. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here. And just hearing you introduce me, it sounded like, wow, that's mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I, I've got to be honest, I, I, I always look at through the, the intro and such before we start. And I was reading, I was like, wow, wow, wow. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's really exciting. I'm so pleased that we're here. Um, we've, we've, just to give a bit of context for people listening, we have tried to do this a couple of times and various miscommunications and things that have been going on pretty much mainly on my part. Um, but I'm, I'm genuinely excited that we're here and we've, we've been introduced and you've been recommended to the show to come and join us. So I'm genuinely grateful for your time. Um, I'm going to dive straight in and I'm kind of going to open it up straight away if you don't mind. And, and I'm going to ask, from all the things that have gone so well and such successes that we shared, you know, in the introduction, there must have been a few mistakes along the way. What, what do you think is the biggest mistake that you've made? Well, 
you know, here's one thing before I answer that question. I think when you hear all that, you're see, hearing, wow, wow, wow. And even <laughs> when you were introducing me, I know that my team was the one who kind of like put that together. It was also like, wow, I didn't realize all that happened because for every one success, we have really 10 failures. I think that's one thing that people kind of like forget, you know, because for us to kind of like master one thing or to just make everything come together, those pieces fell apart somehow for them to just kind of like click or just became the right fit, right? Now, going to my biggest mistake, um, you know, I started my journey very young in entrepreneurship. So I started doing business at six. I come from a very long line of entrepreneurs. And, um, you know, uh, I come from a family of immigrants. And uh, if you're, you're an immigrant listening or you, you come from an immigrant family, you know that most immigrants have this mindset of work, work, work harder and harder and harder 24-7 if possible. And on top of that, you need to work not just the hardest, but the best. You have to work hard and to still be the top of your class, the top of everything. So that's been the journey. But because of that mindset of what I call the non-CEO mindset, the, the everybody else, the employee mindset of you, you kind of like need to do, 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 do. You have this many, many checklists of things that you should be clicking I really got so depressed in my mid-20s because I just felt like, okay, I have a roster of, full of clients. I have, you know, I kind of like, can, I can buy a product every single day if I want to, but nothing fit, nothing fit right because I couldn't see what happens next after this project or the next project or the next sale. And it all, and this is the reason why I'm passionate about the CEO mindset, because when I was doing all that, it was just because it was so programmed to me to perform, right? And I think that's, that's true, not just to people coming from immigrant families, but to people who are, who, who've been, told that we just need to be productive and multitask, 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 and be productive. But that kind of energy that gets depleted from you, you go into this rut. And what happens next? You burn out. Because when, when you take a break, you're thinking, okay, tomorrow it's the same thing again. And the next day, it's the same thing again. And when, when, when things are going well, it's fine. But when things are not, when, I don't know, there's a pandemic that hits us, when someone died, when, you know, when anything that, that, that shakes our, our core that happens, we become lost again because there's no vision. And that was my biggest mistake. Like when you hear all that, when, when people talk about uh, or ask me why, how come that for all the things that you've accomplished, you haven't written your first book yet. You're not yet a, a what, 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 what. And I, I, for me today, looking back, I just think, well, back then it wasn't the time because back then I was busy making the mistake of doing so many things without really understanding where I was headed. It was all those short-term high, you know, that, that kind of high of, you know, closing a sale or, or closing this contract, helping my, I don't know, my client uh, enter a new market very fast. Those are great highs. They, they, they give us that sense of like an ego boost. 
but they're not enough to keep us grounded and centered and kind of like calm when the things get tough, when shit hits the fan. And for me, that's the biggest mistake that I've made in my life, not just in my business. In that life of you're just doing so many things, you're trying to do everything, be everything, be everywhere, and yet you become nowhere. You become nothing. Because when you sleep, when you wake up, you're thinking, what's the point? And I think this is the reason why a lot of people suffer from depression. I, I, wow. I, I mean, thank you so much. Talk about starting in a, in a big way. Um, there's so many things in there that I'm taking from it. it a, a part of it, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of nodding along and smiling because it feels like part of those things, you're actually talking directly to me, um, which is really powerful at this time, genuinely. Um, what so, so there'll be people listening right now and, and they will be i guess caught in what's that phrase that caught in the the thick of thin things you know they're doing the the the, the, the little things here and there where they get the highs they get the lows and the highs come again the lows come again and what process did you go through and how did you how did you step back and go about creating this vision um how what what did that even look like and how how did you go about that so for me, I had to, like I said, I had to break apart that depression. I really considered taking my own life. And, you know, again, I came from a family that's, that's immigrant, that's business, but it's all about, you know, do more, more, more without really understanding why everything happens. And I asked my mom, what next then? I, 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 I was already making money at six. Okay, so I continue making money. At that time, I was in my mid-20s, 10 years ago. Then what? After I make money, I buy, I don't know, I buy, I buy another Chanel, I buy another Cartier, and then what? And my mother just looked at me and, and said, what else do you want? And that, for me, made me really think about taking my own life. And when I broke apart there, one kind of like one strong message whether you know it's an for me I heard it from God and I know not everybody believes in God that's fine but there's that knowing in me there's that voice in me that said there's some there's another way so it started with that mindset that shift in our perspective that there is another way there got to be another way so when you're in that going back to your questions where when you're in that Rot, when you're just so deep into everything, every moving pieces in your life that you cannot even breathe, you have to really stop and think and not, not necessarily think, consider that there got to be another way. And then when I realized, yes, there is another way, okay, even if I didn't know what that was then, that freed me, that liberated me from feeling paralyzed and crippled and handcuffed to that, to that notion of things got to be the old way and you know that, that's life and that's, that, that's the limit of what we can do or how we can do things. So for me, I stepped back, number one. Number two, really considered there got to be another way and be okay that maybe the way I was operating isn't the right fit anymore. A lot of times people are, this part is the key and people are not okay with that because to consider that maybe what we're doing is not right anymore 
it can also send a subconscious message that we're wrong. So sometimes this is the one thing that people have difficulty overcoming. Mm -hmm. And the third step now, once you've gotten past the, that, that, that ego, that devil that talks to you and says, no, 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 you've got to stick to the old ways. No, 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 this is how everybody does it. You now look at where am I headed? What vision? What is the world that I want? What is the, what is the ultimate world here? Okay, what's the vision? What's my vision? And in that vision, you have to consider the multifaceted layers of success for you. Because I think what was hard for me as a, someone who's multi-passionate, who's a, you know, multifaceted, who's really, really multi-dimensional from a young age, I, it, like fitting in a box or just being one, it was hard for me. That's why I kept doing and doing and being and trying to be. But then when we just think about all of that, all of the things that you want, the vision is multifaceted, multilayered. And to give you a specific example, you're thinking, okay, the ultimate goal here in my life or in my business is to be, let's say, a multiple seven-figure business. And um, that, that promotes awareness among people who felt like they're different for me. And within that, I am... Uh, an established author, I'm an established influencer, I'm an established thought leader that walks her talk, okay? And then you go now deeper into that. What does that mean? Okay, I have a team and I pay my team well. I have, you know, I have clients that I respect and that respect me. I have time for my family and my friends. And then you go even deeper into the details of that. Like, when you say team, okay, how big a team? So for me, it's, it's going from the future, the imagination of this is the perfect future for me. This is the perfect world that I want to live in. This is the big picture. And then going into the small pieces of that. And the more details that you can put in without locking yourself in, meaning just saying something like, okay, this is a multiple seven figures and, um, and you don't need to write, okay, here's how I made money. You just need to put that a little bit open, multiple seven figures, uh, you, you're an author, but not necessarily saying I, I'm an author who wrote about X, Y, Z. Like you, because at the, when, you're, when you're so stuck, nothing is clear. So at least kind of like give a framework, like a container at least for the vision, for what is it? What is the, what is the impossible dream? What is that big picture, the impossible dream that people never, you never allowed yourself to go into because nobody talks about it. And then give that multi-layers. Talk about the, the tangible, the intangible. Some of my clients have the intangible as their confidence. For them, confidence is a very big part of success. Some people, philanthropy is a big part of success. And when you say philanthropy, what does that mean? Do you mean making a donation? Or do you mean um, uh, opening your own foundation? Because those two are different. So kind of like when you're, you're painting that vision, that future, and all that pieces, and once you're, you feel like, oh my God, this is right. Then now I started 
doing what I do for other people, which is now strategizing. I reverse engineer the whole thing. So if this is the perfect future, then what is halfway there? What is halfway to the halfway there? You kind of like break it down until it's a little bit closer to where you are. Then after that, I looked at my life and, and, and really took a big audit of, am I doing the things that would help me get to where I'm headed, right? It, it's like if you're, if you're going on a trip to, let's say, France, okay, you wouldn't need to kind of like read Chinese books or, you know, learn Chinese language or, I don't know, Arabic. You're going to France and learn French. So it's kind of like it, it allows me that focus now of what is it? Like all the things that I'm doing here, are they even, do they even make sense? Why am I doing this? Right. Because when you have that courage to say, oh, my God, these things, the, the things on my calendar, maybe 80 percent is not necessary because these 80 percent are the 80 percent that built my life back then. And the life that I'm building now, the business that I'm building now, they don't need this 80 percent. I need the 20 percent. And let me focus on that more. So it's it's that that step, that, that strategy that I help with people as well, and that I do for myself as well, that helps you now stay grounded. Because then, okay, maybe one launch failed. So what? Will that failed launch make you give up on that direction now? Will, will, you know, it becomes clear. Like there's no rush because you know, okay, I have everything now mapped out. Uh, from the biggest picture, I mapped it out into the smallest milestone, the first milestone that I need to hit. So this is, I'm in point A. Milestone one is my next, is my point B. Let me build that bridge to point B. After that, then I can consider now the next step. If something happens, like now for business people, right? How many social medias are there? Too many too many to mention, right? If you're thinking, okay, will learning TikTok today help me reach my first milestone? Meaning maybe the first milestone is about you hitting 10,000 followers or 10,000 know, followers overall, or your 40,000 goal or your 100,000 goal. Will learning TikTok help me get there today? And if not, then you know what? Hit your first goal first. It's like cooking, right? If you don't have your ingredients, forget about cooking. Yeah. You're I, cooking and you, you have the wrong ingredients. You have, you're, there's something missing. Whatever happens, the result will be bad, mm. right? After you've cooked this dish, then you can consider the next dish. So yeah. it's, it's that kind of very strategic way to build your life and yet non-limiting because you consider all facets of your life, everything on your bucket list, put it down, write it out. Because a lot of times we think we need so much, but it's just because we never really allowed ourselves to clarify exactly who we are and who we want to be. Wow. That, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm just listening along and I'm again, smiling. Just it. It totally makes sense. There's so much in there. Thank you for sharing all of that. Um, so much in there to unpick, um, and some of it I don't. I don't even need to. And uh, uh, what I what I love though is, as you described, identifying the end 
result and it doesn't have to be, or the end goal how it how it looks how it feels what that is for you ideally in the future um without needing to have to be very specific about the type of business or how, or how you generate that income or how you have get to that relationship stage or how you get to that financial stage and such but allowing it to be clear on where you want to get to and then identify as you say reverse almost reverse engineering back how how to get there and the example is well, it, it's so it sounds so obvious because when we think about growing a business and such and, uh, and, and speaks people all this about this all the time when they're using instagram as as the vehicle to get them to that next stage um so many things that and i include myself in this that we all that we do and generally it's the 20 percent of things that give us the 80 yeah, percent of the results the biggest result yeah, yeah. and uh, like the analogy as well you know learning learning chinese and arabic before you go on holiday to france <laughs> it's ridiculous right yeah yeah. It's like if you have this dream of, you know, I want to be a world traveler, but my first step is go to France. So then you learn French first, not Chinese, Arabic, because one day you're going to China too, or one day you're going to the Middle East, right? I think that's where we get confused because we want everything now, but we're, we're, we're not clear or we haven't really accepted that we don't have the bandwidth for everything now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This 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 mindset shift that you talk of that you that you kind of oh, it sounds like began you know ten years or so ago. Uh, t- tell me now then. So when you see this within business, in the business sense, um, for me personally, when I got started, I, I was a I was a teacher for eight years, uh, and then I, I I left my teaching job, moved abroad, worked for a bit, came back, and then started a, a business. And and I remember that. There was a, a, it was one of the biggest shifts that I personally had in my uh, approach and mindset was getting out of this employee mindset into kind of a, a business owner mindset. So, and I know this is something that you, that you that you speak on a lot of as well. So, how how does this mindset approach um, apply to or in certain ways to to business and entrepreneurship as well? How would you kind of align those? So, the biggest difference between the employee mindset and the CEO mindset is just one word, limitation. For the employee mindset, it automatically goes into limits. I'll give an example. They have this great opportunity. Maybe they really want to work with a coach or they they know that this business or they saw the perfect storefront for their business. Okay, it doesn't matter what, what that perfect, they know in their gut, this is the right direction. The employer mindset will think, oh, but you know, I only have 10,000 in the bank. Immediately, it goes into the limitation, meaning what is my present resources? So you're thinking immediately, how does it hold me back? But the CEO mindset thinks about, wow, how much now do I need for this? How much is that, how much is that service that I, I really want? I know that I need right now. How much do I need to put in for that capital, that storefront? And when I need to put in, I will consider everything, right? You're, you're looking at a bigger picture. It cannot be conservative in business when you're, especially your projection, projecting costs. You know that, you know, some, we, we often think, oh, something can be done in like five days but you know, it ended up to be 50 days. So especially when you're starting and you don't know, you haven't done it yet, you have to really be very, very generous with your estimation. So the CEO mindset thinks about the generous estimation and then goes into, guess what? 
how can I get there? So it doesn't go into that thinking of, hold on, let me look at my bank and look at how much do I, I have. Instead, it thinks about, okay, I need 100000 for this right now. How can I get there? Okay, maybe I can tap into this. Maybe I can do that. Maybe I can do that. It's not even ma- making a decision yet. It goes into all the possibilities that could help them reach that target or reach that destination, right? And after that, then... Now that CO mindset, that now works into, okay, so this is what happens. This is what happens. And this CEO mindset and employee mindset, you can see that even in the day-to-day relationships in business and in life. And an example between a husband and a wife, a CEO mindset, the employee mindset would be, oh my God, my husband cannot understand me, never understood me. Or my wife, my wife just, you know, just do things their way. But they never bothered to talk to each other, to really talk and listen. The CEO mindset would be, okay, let's get down. Let's sit down. Let me hear the problem. And let's find a solution together. So it's, it goes into that, how can I, instead of the limitation of, oh, but you know, in the past, she didn't listen to me. He didn't listen to me. That's why we have this problem. Or, you know, I gave him many, many chances. It, it, the CEO mindset thinks really on the possibility. So if you are in your business right now, your stock, whatever, with your marketing, with your messaging, with your sales process, just observe how you're thinking. Yeah. What is the first thought that comes to you? Oh, but you know, I tried, but nobody said yes to my offer. Or, oh, but you know, I posted five times or I posted, but nobody said yes. It's it's very true. Sorry. But this is the reason why for every one success, you have to expect 10 failure. Don't kind of, let me rephrase that. Don't expect it, but don't be surprised. Don't Mm -hmm. be surprised that you have 10 failures or that you didn't get it at the first try. Because every success becomes much sweeter because you know this is the right form of success for you. Because this is the way that works for you and not for anybody else. I, I, yeah, I, I love that. It, it, as I'm almost listening along, it, it sounds like it comes down to the, the quality of the questions that yes. you're asking yourself. Or if you were, indeed, even if you are asking yourself a question, are you phrasing it as a question or is it a statement? Is it a, yes. as you said, a limiting statement? I can't do this happen. This, these things are going on versus how can I, how could I, is it possible to, um, I love that. How, how, I, I, again, how, how did you get to that stage? Is this something that you picked up naturally? Was it through, through, Courses, books, coaching? So for me, it, it's a little bit different because again, I've been doing business from young, right? Yeah. And and when I before I went into coaching, my specialty was consulting and specifically cross-cultural and geographical market penetration. Mm-hmm. And in that phase, there are really a lot of limitations. Meaning the way you would do business, let's say in Japan, would be very different to the way you do business in France, for example. 
Sure. The packaging, just the packaging alone. You might have the same product. The packaging, how you how you package the product in one country and the other affects the price, affects perception. So, or the way you do business, kind of like how do you phrase it for the government to even consider that what you're doing is okay, right? Like maybe. You know, sometimes I think we, as, as business owners and people who are just starting out, you get so caught up in how you define one thing. So for example, this is, I don't know, a holistic thing. But what if that word is so new that in another language, it's not yet, there's no such, there's no equal translation. So you kind of like try to um, keep the essence, but but work around the, the kind of like, again, how can I make this be accessible to the market that I'm, I'm uh, entering. So that's one. So for me, my work itself is already that. I just applied it into my life. The second thing is, you know, I started um, when, when I got depressed, I was working again. Before that, I was really working all the time. And then I started networking. But the network that I went to are morely, mostly like more elder people. But so I went to Rotary and the Women's Club. I went to a, I, I went network hopping like every single day. I went to one to, to different things until I found the right, the right fit. So in those two clubs that I was in, I real I really understood wealthy people. Because you know, there's a lot of rich people. I was based in Taipei then. But the, the, the rich people in Taipei were very different, meaning they're very, they're the type of people that would be not, not they're, they're very subtle, they, they keep a very low profile, but they're very generous. They're not stingy, they, 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 they kind of like, they don't want to make small money. You know, as coming from an immigrant mindset, even in my family, if we can make money in one product, I'll sell all these products because I can make money in all these products, even if I only make a penny on each, yeah. right? Yeah. Because that's the mindset of, you know, this is the, I have to capitalize right now. But, but the rich people that I, I interacted with, they wouldn't even consider anything if it's not going to give them X amount. That's when I realized, you know, being rich is not about how many things you do or how many businesses you own, because I think that's the, that's the mindset, right? Okay, to be successful or to be, I don't know, to be a successful franchise, for example, you need to be nationwide in 51 states or, I don't know, 50, in 50 countries before you consider yourself um, successful yeah. but but in Taipei when and these people are already in their 80s they're retired they're young they can outdance me in the ballroom <laughs> they, they're they're fit because they have that fit mindset of you know steady just steady in steady you know if if you know it's okay take my time if if the, it doesn't fit it doesn't fit let it be so I think that also kind of like validated what I was already feeling in that there is another way. So that's, those are the two. So it's more mostly like, I didn't really necessarily read books because I've been doing business at six. It's more of the experience, the exposure that I had. And then I kind of like put it into a formula for myself and for my clients. And then it still works until now for a lot of yeah. people. I like that. I like that a lot. And if there was, something specific so people that are listening along now whether they are and the majority of the audience are 
entrepreneurs, either new entrepreneurs or new into business, or perhaps they're taking their existing business more online. Obviously, that's been a, a huge factor in the past 18 months or so. Um, is there a specific recommendation or tip or piece of advice that you is kind of actionable that you would give to people when they are um well I, I was going to say when 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 they're moving online or when they're building their business but actually i'll keep it quite broad is there kind of one specific actionable tip that you've you've kind of picked up around this ceo mindset that you think people can action and that they can um employ on a daily basis okay a very actionable tip if you're listening right now, it means somewhere in your business, you're not happy. Whether it's you, you feel like you don't make enough sales or it doesn't make you feel happy, whatever. So the most important step is really taking a step back and looking at the big picture. Where are you headed? Where is your business headed? It cannot be six figures. That's not enough. Because then you, you're not calculating or you're not taking into consideration the factor of your humanity and your evolution so you have to really step back and think where am i headed what is my vision I love, I love and that. with that you then understand what am i selling because your vision is what you sell for me, my vision is this world where people can really own their difference. To have more different people, more minorities, or whatever we want to call it, to be represented in the big, you know, the big game. Mm. Because for me, the more voices we hear, the more the more tolerant we are of difference. If we are not, if we don't hear different perspective, we always think it's just one way. So for me, that is my vision. At the end of the day. I want to be able to write a seven-figure check, eight-figure check easily as a donation because I want people who don't have the opportunity to, to also have that opportunity. But for me, I am all about owning difference. I am all about that acceptance, that ownership, that you are special. And because I know that vision, I know that specific, the specific world that I am creating Whatever happens, whether it's a pandemic, whether there's a new social media platform, whether there's a reputation management or re reputation crisis you have, or a PR, you know, with now with social media, anything can be bad. <laughs> you know, it's sometimes wrong timing, sometimes it's wrong context. If you know your vision, it will be easy for you to, to, to bounce back because you know okay, I lost a sale today. Will that affect the world I'm creating? No. Fine. If this is lost, then let me do it again. You know, maybe this is not the right audience. This is not the right time. They're not ready for what I'm saying or the world I'm creating. They're late adopters. Then you go on. So for me, once you know where you're headed and you're really sure about the world you're creating, you will be sure about what the business is about, what your message is about, what your sales are about, who your audience is, and most important of all, how you keep moving forward. That's really, yeah. So it, I, it's really powerful stuff. And I, I, again, thank you for this because it's, it totally makes sense and it's practical. You know, people can go away and that, that first step, as you say, is, 
the first step could actually be a step back. It doesn't have to be the, the forward step that we always associate or that we think it needs to be. The first step could actually be a step back just to look at everything that, that people are creating right now and evaluate where they are, identify, as you say, that vision, where they want to get to. Um, and suddenly the smaller things, the ups and the downs, um, as you they say, don't yeah, exactly. Losing a sale and such, if, if that's an example, um, doesn't matter as much if you're aligned with your 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 higher vision. Um, Can I share a, a quick metaphor here? Please. So imagine this carriage that gets stuck in mud. What do you do? The the immediate most people will keep pushing. Yeah. What happens? The car will not really start, to be honest. But if you let it, just give it time. Step back, walk away. When you come back, it's actually easier because somehow the friction is not there anymore. It's the same in business. If you're already stuck, the worst thing to do is move forward. Because whatever you do, you're just building or digging a deeper hole for yourself. Do you, do you, and again, I realize that clients you work with and such is it, it, obviously that's, that's very private and such between you and the, the clients, but is, is that a major thing that you find? Is that a major conversation you find you need to have with people when you first start working with them? Or are they usually beyond that stage when, when people first start working with you? So most of the time, like now, the people that I attract and that I enjoy attracting right now are people who are like me different and they just really want to create something different but nobody gets them or they intimidate other people with their dreams this is what I'm really passionate doing right now before it was mostly like businesses or you know help wanting my help to make them more money something like this so now they're not my focus and for me if they're not my focus even if they come to me they just kind of like fade away (laughs) because they're not my focus right so for me, because the people that I, I kind of like attract are already people who know they're different and who, who have kind of like who understand that they have, a, they have big dreams but still don't know how to get there yeah. or, or feel like insecure or feel discouraged because other people kept them small or whatever. The first conversation is more of, you know, kind of like listening to them and echoing back what I hear, the connection, the tapestry that I'm hearing. And, and just kind of like putting that there. And then the next is the vision. The next is saying, well, it's great that, you know, well, it's um, uh, an example would be for people older and people who are wanting to go to bring their businesses online. The first thing they come is, oh my God, Maria, I don't know. I'm very bad in social media, blah, blah, blah. I'm very bad with Instagram. And my answer will be, You know, you're actually, it's actually great that you're bad in social media, because if you're bad in social media, you're not going to do anything because, you know, you you might as well not do anything. So it's great because then we can focus on the bigger picture. So it's kind of like reinforcing that they don't need to know all the pieces right now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That that takes me on perfectly because you're offering something for people that are listening today um, which is the the the, the seven elements of a, of a thriving yeah. business this is the business magic checklist um, who is this for who, who, who can who can get value from this 
So people who are really wanting to take their business seriously, whether it's their new business, their old business, or it's kind of like the people who are tired of doing things over and over again and not getting anywhere, or kind of like taking one course after the other and, you know, again, not getting anywhere. Because you and I, we've been, we, we are business people, we're entrepreneurs. And, you know, one of the best strategies in sales would be, oh, you want your business to to grow? Follow me. If I'm selling funnels, funnels is your answer. If I'm selling um, social media strategy, social media is your answer. If I'm selling emails, email lists or email marketing, emails is your answer, (laughs) right? So so these are for the people that are tired or have already... uh, tried many things and really kind of like resonate with this message today, but they need that guide because I know it's, it's actually very simple to be honest, but people just don't know where to start. So don't know where to start on how to take a step back or what to even do when they take a step back. So this is perfect for you. So if you're looking to start a business, to turn your side hustle to a business, you're, one, you're a seasoned entrepreneur and you've reached a plateau, it's a great way to kind of like refresh and to see if you have those seven elements in check or if your definition has already evolved. Because a lot of times we forget that our business evolves, we evolve. So the things that we set, said last year might not be even relevant today. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. So that is, that is a, um, it's the, the business magic checklist. Um, anybody that wants to go across and get a copy of that, they can do that on your website. Um, Maria, yes. do you want to, do you want to share, if you would, would you share the link with everybody where they can go? So to get that, you just go on my website, www.maria-tan.com. You can see it on on the homepage. You can see it in the free resources. And if you're having difficulty looking for it, feel free to send me a DM at Maria underscore K underscore Tan in Instagram. My team or I will be happy to just send it to you. So just send me a message to say, hey, Maria, uh, can you send me your link to the Business Magic Checklist and I'll send it to you. Perfect. I've got and I've got a direct link here as well, um, which is www.maria-tan or maria-tan.com forward slash business magic checklist or one word. Um, all those links will be in the show notes um, for anybody that wants to get uh, get access to those and get a copy of that as well. We'll circle back around to that in just just a moment, Maria. Um, and but I, I'm keen to to to, to just um, progress a little further and, and go into what we would have as the um, the quick fire round. Quick fire questions it doesn't doesn't have to be quick fire answers. So please, you know, take take your time over these. Um, but I'd, I'd, probably the, my my favorite place to start, and I always am fascinated by this, is is there a, a a particular kind of daily habit or routine that you go through um, every morning, every evening, at some point through the day that just really it just it just really works for you? Um, it might be something that's quite natural. But as you say, you know, you also work with the misfits as well. So it might be something that people think is quite strange. But is there, do you have this kind of daily routine or daily practice? So I have practice, but it's not daily. So, and I want to share this because I want to tell people I don't have a very strict routine. 
I'm a misfit. I have my own style. And I actually suffered from COVID and I almost, it was really bad. I am one of those considered the long haulers of COVID. So I'm still experiencing a lot of like physical limitations. Um, so I, I just want to say because of that, kind of like all my routine they all got messed up. So I want to say, if you're listening and you're thinking, oh my God, I don't have a routine. I need a routine. Let me tell you, I have to debunk everybody. You don't need a routine. But the one thing that I really want to suggest to everybody is, it can be a routine, but it's more of a reflection. If you're feeling stuck, go through your to-do list or the many post-it that you put on your computer and take out everything that is not urgent and only keep one or two. And if you haven't finished that today, do that tomorrow. Don't add more because we love to kind of, the, the feeling of like crossing something off our list is like so good. But don't forget, you're a business owner now. You're the CEO now. You're not the employee. You're not reporting to anybody and you're not being judged or scored by how much you finish but more of what you accomplish with what you finish. So look at your, your to-do list. Look at the, the things that you said you wanted to do this month, this week, this quarter, and really trim it down. And for reference, for me and my team, we only have three big focus every year. And because I had COVID, we, just, we cut it to two this year. Yeah. So it's really just three big focus for one year. Uh, and then we, we put all the energy there and that's it. I love that. I love that. I, the idea of, as you say, t- just taking away, taking away rather than adding more and oh, now yes. I need to do this and this and this and this, just actually taking away. It, it very much aligns with that idea, as you say, of stepping back and, and rather than just yeah. plowing further in, really taking a step back. Um, and I, you know, I think Jake, that, that, that part about morning routine, afternoon routine, whatever habit that actually confuses people more, because I think a lot of people are, especially entrepreneurs, you've like, I've, I've read about your story. So I know that you also had your time when you're, you're that, you know, you're, you're going into this rod, you're that hamster wheel, trying to do everything, juggling everything. And what helped you, if I'm not mistaken, is kind of like getting mentorship, getting a direction, right? Absolutely. And I'm sure it's actually doing less (laughs) than than what you were doing. So, so, so it's that, so there is no, I, I, I think, don't look for the hack sometimes. I think we're trying to hack our way out of things. And instead, just look at what you're doing, take out the things that really, that you're adding to your list just to say, I'm doing something. Yeah, yeah, that, that make, makes a whole lot of sense. It makes a whole lot of sense. It, it, speaking of kind of mentorship and, and, and such, who for you, it could be close or distant, it could be somebody that you spent time with or been mentored by, but it might be, somebody that you've never met and maybe you've seen their, read their books or their trainings and such. Who, who do you feel has had, you know, the biggest impact on your growth uh, and your, your, your success to date? That's really a great question. I think for me, if I really, really look back into my, my, my history, it's every person that allowed me to be different. I think 
I don't know. I'm not the type of person that idolizes people. I, I'm a person that's very expressive. If I like you, I like you and that's it. Like it, unless you're really a superstar, I might not even know a celebrity when it passes me. That, that's, that's me. So for me, like the biggest, the, the people that really encouraged me and that affected my growth, that influenced everything that I have today is everybody that allowed me to be. You, you see, like, we're, we're not living, we didn't grow up in today's generation where inclusivity is a thing. Back then, you have to be like everybody else. It's bad to stand out. It's bad to have different dreams. It's bad to, and I come from Asia. Just imagine that. Not on, only that, I come from a Catholic school. So all of that, all of that stigma, that stereotype, I come from a third world country. Just imagine a young girl doing business with, you know, international companies, conservative cultures, patriarch, you know, people coming from, I don't know, I've worked with people from all over the world. Imagine the amount of stigma and stereotype that, that you would get. But one way or another, the people, the audience that you want, they will give you a chance. Because they don't see who you are on the outside. They hear and they look for what you bring to the table. And for me, that is the most important. I think we try to look for validation from other people. And we forget that we already got the validation we wanted. It's from the people that gave us chance, the people that... Uh, listen to us, the people that just heard us. And I think if you count all that, then you're a rich person. Because today, in today's world, people pay to talk. <laughs> you know, people pay therapists so they can have someone to talk to. Yeah. So just imagine if you hear someone or if you have someone that just let you rattle, talk about your dreams or gave you a chance, listen to your pitch, even if they turn you down, that's a win for you to even be in the door. It's not easy. It's, it's not easy. This is reality. And it doesn't matter if you're... I don't know if you're if if you have whatever limitations you have, right? We have our skin, our race, our our culture, our hair, whatever, our gender. But there will always be people that would listen to you if you allow them. That would listen to your pitch if you allow them. That would kind of like give you a chance, said, you know, let's give it a try. And those are the things that for me match. It's not the people that said no to me. It's the people that said yes. It's the people that listened to me. It's the people that kind of like even consider that what I'm doing is even meaningful or, or, or that I can help them, right? Before I did coaching, in, as a consultant, I worked so much behind the scene that it's always word of mouth. So I didn't even need to prove, like I, there was no proof, you know, there's no need for me to put any credibility marker. It was just me, my work. I just talk about what I can do. Are you in or not? I give you the proposal, that's it. And I will tell you this, the richest people, the people with a CEO mindset, 
the clients that would really make a difference, a big dent in your sales, are the people that wouldn't care if you're a pink flamingo as long as you can deliver what they want. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I, yeah, I, I, incredible. Thank you. Is that just? I, I want to be respectful of time, so I'm just going to ask you two further questions, if I may. Um, the first yeah. is um, coming back to coming back to learning and, and such. I, I, I'm a huge fan of books. Um, and I read as often as I can. Are there any particular books that you recommend to people um, or maybe that you even gift to people um, more than others? Are there kind of one or two that, that you always come back to again and again? The Big Leap. The Big Leap. Yeah. Let me take a look. Who's, who, who's, who's that side? Uh, Gay Hendricks, I think. Oh, yes. It talks about the four zones. Zone of genius, zone of competence, zone of excellence, and something else. But it's that that book. Is there anything particular that comes out from that? I'm going to just push a little bit further on that. I'd love to know. Yes, and it all kind of like goes into the CEO mindset, right? In that book, it talks about zone of competence, zone of excellence, and zone of genius. And I agree. Because a lot of people think if they're good at something, that's, that's what they should do. I disagree. I'm good at singing. I can sing. I'm good at fashion. I'm fashionable. No, I'm good at writing. But instead of all those things that you're good at doing, instead of those skills, don't market the skills that you have. Don't market the things that you went to school for. Market where your genius at, market what comes natural to you, market what people naturally come to you for anyway. And the best way to, to test that, observe your friends and family. If they come to you for help, for what exactly? In my family, I, I have a lot of friends and family. So when they come to me, nobody will call me to say, hey, Maria, I have this fashion dinner, whatever, and what should I wear? <laughs> nobody, because, you know, I'm good at clothes. I'm fashionable. You know, I, 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 I have a good eye, but that's not what, I, what I'm genius in. That's, that's not what people come to me for. And nobody will come to me for love advice. You know, they, nobody will say, hey, Maria, you know, my boyfriend and I or my wife and I, can you help me? But everybody comes to me, even from a young age, about business. What do you think of this business? What do you think of this? Oh, you know, I have this sales problem, even with among my family. I have 10 years ago, I told my, the, a lot of the, my family members to digitize. And nobody listened, of course, because they don't want to spend that money. And now the pandemic hit and it's hard. Yeah. 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 So, so we look at what comes natural for you what, from a young age? What do people, what is kind of like the no-brainer? If, if this is the problem, go to you. What is that problem? That is what you're naturally good at. And you can really trace it back to a young age. I like that. That's perfect. So The Big Leap is the name of the book. That's Gay Hendricks. Um, again, I'll pop a, a link to that in the show notes as well. So thank you so much for that. Um, a perfect timing. Um, as I say, I want to be respectful of your time as well, Maria. So final question. I ask this to everybody on the 
that comes on the show, but I'd love to know from you as well what your thoughts are. Uh, the, the, the title of the, the podcast is Influence. What, what does the word influence mean to you? For me, influence is about making a difference in someone's life. And it doesn't need to be a big difference. It can be a conversation. It can be a word. It can be a smile. It can be a feeling. But it's about making a difference in people's life. Perfect. Thank you. I, I, I think that's the perfect place to, to finish. I think everything that you've described so far has, I, I'm, I'm totally inspired by, you know, the, the conversation we've had over the past hour and listening to you, I've learned a whole lot. Um, and uh, hopefully we, we may even get the chance to do it again sometime. Um, is there anything final you'd like to share with everybody just before we, we wrap up today, Maria? Yes. If you want to go into business, you need to be passionate about what your business is. Because if not, you will always find a reason why it will fail. If you're just in it to make money, Google today how to make money online, how to make money. There's 500 different ways to make money. Don't go into business just to make money because if that's the only motivation, you will not make it, especially in today's world. Absolutely. All right. Maria, thank you so much. I'm greatly appreciative of your time. Anybody that's taken anything from that, I know there'll be a lot of people. Please go ahead and check out Maria. Uh, her website, maria-tan or maria-tan.com uh, is the link. And if you want to get the business magic checklist, it's maria-tan.com forward slash business magic checklist. But of course, Maria is also on Instagram, which I'm delighted about. Yes. And if you find her there, <laughs> that pleases me. If you find her there, uh, Maria underscore K underscore Tan, send her and the team a DM. Um, she'll pick that up and then uh, can answer any further questions for you and uh, potentially continue the conversation from, from what we've started today. So Maria, thank you so much. Genuinely, I, I greatly appreciate your time. Um, I know that we've, we've tried to do this a couple of times, so I'm delighted that we did eventually find time. Um, it's been hugely valuable for me. I'm sure it has been for others as well. Um, so thank you again for being with us. Pleasure. Thanks so much. Everyone that's been listening, thank you again. Uh, do hope you've taken plenty from this. I'm sure that you have. Uh, go ahead and connect with, with Maria and we will see you in the next episode. All the best. Bye for now. Hi friends, Jake here again. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find links to anything that we've discussed, books, trainings, other podcasts, uh, anything currently that we're enjoying, you will find those in the show notes or you'll find it somewhere in and around all the information that you usually find in a podcast. And a reminder that if you'd like to know more about what I do, if you want more of tools, resources, any recommendations, readings, uh, free training, products and such, then you can find all of that on the website jakeadamdavy.com. Equally, if you want to come over and say hello, Instagram is always the best place and the account is at jakeadamdavy. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't hesitate to leave us a review. Of course, the more stars, the better. And equally, sharing is caring. So if you've heard something or listened to something that you've enjoyed yourself and you think will be beneficial or useful to other people, please do pass that on. It will be very much appreciated. And as you know, when you get a recommendation from somebody that you trust, there really is nothing better. 
Thank you so much. And until next time, stay on mission, do something extraordinary for others, keep inspiring and keep growing your circle of influence. Goodbye. Goodbye.